0: Welcome to the Echo Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. Last week,
1: if you missed the podcast, I'd recommend listening to it. How good is it and how easy is it getting the emails each Tuesday with the Sunday messages? Oh my goodness, you just click the link. So easy. Technology, eh? So um, last week, uh, for those that missed or didn't hear, we, we discovered last week, just as I discovered last week, that 30 years ago the church bought this land. 30 years ago, the church bought this land. And that's super significant. Um, biblically, with Jesus, 30 years is an incredible number. So 30 years we bought the land, and then we also discovered that Tim, Bron, and Mick and Ruth um, were here last weekend by chance from Thailand and Sydney. And then mum and dad were here today. And for those that don't know, mum and my parents were the senior leaders before us. And uh, Mick and Ruth and Tim and Bron were their uh, main staff um, for those decades in building this church, practically, actual building and people. So last week we had a great Sunday of celebrating, a great Sunday of acknowledgement, a great Sunday of hearing. You know, hearing about that and that journey, that process from the four of them, Mick and Ruth and Tim and Ron. Well, this Sunday we have the privilege of actually hearing from mum and dad um, about that process and all of that. Because who knows that your past is significant and it speaks to... The prayers, like I said last week, the prayers that they prayed, the prophetic words that they received, what they believed for and declared, it doesn't go when God moves them onto the mission field or moves them into a different church to pastor. Those words were for us. They're our words. And it's hard to foster something and and join in prayer and believing in something if we don't know what they were. And so it's really important for us to grab a hold of what was released, what was said, so that we go, I'm going to jump on that bandwagon and I'm going to continue to build on that. This last week, I've been pretty um, wrecked in the sense that they all did this with a young family and I have a young family and they all did this um, in that season of life, giving God everything in building his kingdom so that the generations to come actually had a physical church home that they weren't renting everywhere. And that significant for us today that we're walking in that today is huge. And um, so I just really see something significant on last Sunday and today. And then next Sunday, Justin and I are going to grab what was said and we're going to speak into, on top of that, add to that and speak into our future as a church when we're going as a church. That's next Sunday. Um, So we're starting with the history, a bit of the history, and then we get to build off onto that. Justin, do you want to do some um, words? Announcements. oh No. Nah. No. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Bella, no. Bella. <laughs> no. No. No one. No
2: one. Um. Yeah. Oh, let's welcome Pastor Mike and Julie Smith. <clears throat> Yay! Yeah. Let's stand to our feet. Excellent. How you do that? How yeah, many how many years pastoring here? Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Wow. I mean I've I've only we've only done five and I'm like, twenty-seven. <laughs> I'm like shivers. Very good. Um, so we we had some time away with these guys and the family and Bella broke her arm. So that's no good. Um, broken bones are no good. And it was I mean on the little Thing that um, they give you a sheet of paper. It said significant. I'm like, oh, that's that's not great. Um, so I wasn't there. Um, so on, on the way, I, I was um, texting Lee while driving um, with Siri, of course, <laughs> um, and just asking Lee for updates. And and uh, and Lee then said they're gonna. They've said they're gonna put her under. And I'm like, and I started crying, because that's no good. Um, and then I'm like, no, no, they're not. And there's 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 a wishful thinking element to no, no, they're not. And then there's a Luke ten one element that I've been given all authority. Yeah. Amen. And um. And I just shifted into that, and, uh, and then when we, got th- when we went into the room, they said, we're going to give her the happy gas. And I'm like, yeah, you are. <laughs> um, which is harder, but just a, a, a bigger... Yeah, so I'm just like, so we're celebrating that. Um, and I just... I, I was like, I wonder if I share that. And that was actually... This is weird because I just went to the restroom. Um, and this water bottle has the actual patch they put on her in case they had to give her the general anaesthetic. Wow. So I was like, all right, I'm going to share that. And, uh, and we're going to get an x-ray this Friday. Um, and they've said seven to eight weeks with the cast on. And we're believing for just one week. Yeah, so... Uh, and Bella's all over it. So... So, uh, yeah, you can join with us or not. It doesn't matter. Um, But, yeah, I'd love you to join with us with that one. Is that okay? Great. So, uh, yeah, awesome. This is great to have you here. Great to be here. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, You You go for it, Leroy.
1: (laughs) Just, my name is Lee.
0: (laughs) I'd just like to take up an offering for Justin's jeans. (laughs)
1: Um, so we said we'd announce this this week. Oh, I've got to pull-ups. Oh, man. Um, there we go. So um, we've been taking up, um, over the last few months, several months, um, we've been believing that this church, we're going to be paying off the debt. Um, so what's really significant, as I mentioned, is we bought this land, the church bought this land 30 years ago. And we're going to hear a bit about that process. But um, two weeks ago, on the Sunday, we took up our final offering um, to see this debt paid. And um, do you want to know where it's at? Yes. All right it's at $6,223.69. Oh, bummer. Over. <laughs> over. Over. <laughs> so, as a church, we now literally own the land. The bank doesn't own it. We're not paying it off. We own the land and the, and the building and the whole facility. We own everything. We are debt-free as a church. We have nothing. We owe nobody nothing. Oh, I said, no, we'll have everything. We owe nobody anything. And not only that is we have the start of an offering for our future. So not only did we become debt free, we now have the first bit to dream with, to plan with, to, to um, like, you know, it's, it's in a separate account. It doesn't go on bills. That is for the future building and projects of our church setting up for what we do next. And, um, that is so exciting. So a massive thank you to everyone here. We finished it. The guys started it, but we finished it. And, uh, thank you so much, everyone. And, uh. Yeah. Do you want to say anything on yeah,
2: that? Yeah. And again, the, the point is not to be debt-free to be debt-free. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: It's unto. It's so that. Um, it's really important that we understand the so that because um, it's like be transformed by the ring of your mind. Why? So that. We would go everywhere proving the will of God, doing the will of God everywhere we go. Um, so the so that's a really big deal yeah. in, uh, for the Lord uh, he sent his son so that you could just put it with every promise. And it's the same. We're paying off this so that we're in a great position to, to build, um, to, to house more people, to, to, to bless more people. It's about people. It's about honouring the Lord and it's about uh, blessing people and impacting people and seeing them come to Jesus. So that's uh, it's a big deal. Great news. Great news. So that
1: was 30 years ago and today. 30th anniversary, we get to celebrate. Very exciting. All right, Dad. You're so far away. All right, hit us, hit us with it. Your role at the church, when you started, when you uh, handed it on, give us some details. What was,
2: what was your time and your role at the church?
0: Okay, that was my question, and that's why he doesn't know how to answer it. <laughs> okay, so Mike and I were called here... ...on Christmas Eve, December 1989. And we have loved this church... ...and all the people in it and everything we've done here ever since. This is our church. Sorry, we might not be here physically every week, but it's our church. So even though we were called then, we actually started here in March... 26th. 20 ...March 26th, Lee's birthday, 1990. And we served here in a whole lot of capacities, Mike mainly a senior minister for most of that, until February 28th, 2021, all right? And during that time, we had lots of different roles. Well, Mike was a senior minister for most of that until the last few years when these guys took on the senior role and Mike moved into his evangelist itinerant role. I, of course, called myself Julie No More Gaps... So if there was a... I was not, wasn't Sally's... I was Julie normal Gap. So if there was a gap, I did it. If the toilets needed cleaning, I cleaned it. If the women needed leading, I needed it. If we needed a prayer person, I did it. If we needed a missions team leader, I did it. So there were a whole lot of things I did in serving the church because I'm a... Uh, you know, I, I have one of those very strong five gifts. You know the strong five gifts of love languages? I'm a server. Mine is acts of service, so I will serve anyone, so it's me. Anyway. Very good. That, that's the <laughs> opening question. So, Mike did a whole lot of other stuff, but he'll talk about that when you go on. Next question. What? Got that one? <laughs> You're going to wonder who she takes after. Mm. It's not obvious. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all, right, what may, all right, let's get into it. What made you buy this land? What led you to buying this land? And then how did you go about it with the build? Because there's a bit of a time difference between the, the land and the build.
3: OK. Um, hello, everybody. Greetings from North Queensland, Balgal Beach, where it's hot every day, where the plants, you can watch the plants grow.
0: Before your eyes.
3: And my hair does the same.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I actually had a cut a few weeks ago, but anyway. Um, now, the question is why did we get this land? When we came to this church, uh, we had a very big auditorium on Boundary Road, and it was during the credit squeeze that we had in the, um, I think it was the, the recession that we weren't meant to have or whatever. And we are in a situation where financially we were <clears throat> living by extreme faith. and um, And it was a little bit scary because we weren't even able to pay our rent. But a little bit before then, we... God put in our hearts, I guess, the incredible thing of owning our own place because then you're not at the mercy of people putting rents up and all of that and having to go from place to place to place. So just out of nowhere, um, we found a piece of land. In fact, Mick Aegis found a piece of land. And it had been sitting there for some time. In fact, there was another church that were sort of eyeing it off and they had been for about a year messing around, uh, annoying the real estate agents. They were really difficult to work with. And we went in and he showed us this land and he said, put me out of my misery, please buy it. (laughs) Pretty much. That's pretty much what it was. So we did. We bought this piece of land totally by faith. That's my recollection of the whole thing, that we ended up with this great big slab of land, didn't know what was going to happen next. I'll continue if you like. How is it Okay. So what happened was we got this. We're in this huge warehouse on Boundary Road. Um, some of you guys would know about it because you were there with us. Uh, and basically, we couldn't pay the rent on that particular indu- um, estate. Pretty much every single business had gone under. I think we were about the last last remaining tenant that hadn't gone under with a credit squeeze. And basically, I had to go to the property managers and say, I'm sorry, but we are not able to pay this exorbitant rent, which it was. And through the grace of God, they were very good to us. And so we then moved into a much smaller place at Warrigal Road, next to the Chinese restaurant down there. How many of you remember that place? Some of you would have done. Yeah. So we were there. That was very cosy. We could pay the rent. But then the owners came to us and they said, we want to move in and you're going to have to move out. And it was at that point, it was kind of like, great, where do we go? And there was nowhere. We couldn't find a single place to go to. There was nothing to go to. But we had this piece of land and people came up to me and said, well, why don't we build on our land? Well, it wasn't even our land. It was the bank's land, really. We had such a big mortgage on it. But, um, and I thought, oh, yeah, sounds great. We can, we can build. Then in my mind, people talking to me, and in my mind, I'm thinking, do you have any idea how much it's going to cost? do you have any idea how much this church is going to have to raise up front before we can even get a loan? And I thought to say, come on, we can do it. And I'm thinking, it's okay for you to say, but I'm the guy who's going to stand up at the pulpit and have to say to the congregation, we are probably going to have to raise 300 grand. I think that was what it was. And I think before then, the best effort I'd had at raising money was five 5,000. I thought, long way short. And so it reached a crisis situation. We had nowhere to go. We are a church. We had absolutely nowhere to go. People are saying we need to build on the land. But my attitude was, and I literally prayed to God, to the Lord, and I I said, Heavenly Father, if you want me to go in front of the church and raise all this money to build a building, you will have to speak to me in an audible voice. And if it's not an audible voice, I'm not getting up. I was quite stubborn. (laughs) And then one morning, I think we were about a week away. Oh, it was it was it was danger zone. It was desperation time. I can remember sitting in my office. I was at church very early, about seven o'clock in the morning, and I said, "God, you have to speak to me. You don't have an option." you have to speak. I'm desperate. I need to know what to do. I, ha- I do not know what to do. Please speak to me. And then I said, I'm going to read one chapter of scripture. I'm going to read my chapter of the day. And you have got to speak to me so clearly that I know absolutely that you want us to go ahead. And I read this chapter, it was Isaiah chapter 44. And I'm, I'm really desperate because this is a serious situation. And I'm reading verse after verse after verse. And it's got nothing to do at all. I'm saying, God, speak to me. Do I build? Do we build? Do we build? And there's just nothing. And I'm going through feeling the presence of the Holy Spirit but feeling massive disappointment and fear because it's not even remotely. You know, sometimes you look for a word from Scripture and you're hoping something jumps out, <laughs> nothing was remotely jumping out. And I said, God, do I build? Do I build and there's nothing. And I got to the very last verse. And in the very last verse it said it said something like in regards to the temple, let its foundation be laid. <laughs> Let its foundation be laid. The Holy Spirit just smashed me. I remember I phoned up Mick Aegis. Mick Ages just burst into tears over the phone. So and I think it was the following week. I stood up in front of the church and I said, "This is what God says." And we raised the money, and we did the building, and now you own it freehold. <laughs> Praise God! It was, it was a total, it was a total God move. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So good.
1: So good. So, Mum, do you want to share, Dad gets the word of the Lord to build, to lay a foundation and build. Why, I I got the other four to share on this, why did you jump on that, why did you support financially, practically,
0: why did you buy into that? Um, Because God spoke to me as well, and that's what it is, just because he spoke to him doesn't mean... I have to run with it. I have to get my word from the Lord. But it just so happened around the same time I was at a Rodney Howard Brown conference in at the Glass House with Tim and Bron and Mick and Ruth. And so the five of us were in there. I don't know why Dad wasn't there, but he wasn't. And we go to this meeting and Rodney Howard Brown says, oh, I've got a word for a church here. you to build it. You've got to build your church. And the five of us just went... Phew. I think Tim alluded to it last week. I remember the meeting. Tim was drunk in the spirit for most of it, so he couldn't remember that. But the, four, the, re- the other four of us, you know, the five of us were sitting there going, right, we're to go ahead and build. You know, you can't make this stuff up, guys. Yeah. When the Holy Spirit speaks, he speaks. And so, yeah, I, we all knew we had to build. And the minute the Lord speaks, it's not your worry, it's, it's his church. God Come will on. build his church. Our job was to get the word, which gave us the confidence yeah. and the faith, to actually start stepping out and going, yep, okay, go ahead, let's do this. Let's do it. Yeah.
1: So let's just apply that to every, before we move on, every area of our lives. Yeah. When God gives you a word, you have the confidence and the faith to step into that space. Yeah. Regardless on how scary, how big it yeah. may look... Raising 300 grand, impossible. Couldn't afford rent to raising 300 grand. But when God gives you the word, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen.
3: And I just want to add something there. Um, There was a fellow in our our congregation and he was very generous. Um, I think he came up and he um, he donated $50,000. And he said to me afterwards, he said... He said for years and years and years, he's all, he had always felt prompted to give money, but he never did. Uh, it might have been fear or it might have been, you know, pe- people sometimes find it hard to let go of money. And he found it very difficult and he stepped out. He said, this is the first time that I've stepped out. And he said, the freedom wow. that I experienced when wow. I did it, okay. it was yeah. as yeah. though that something was broken off his life. It was, yeah, that was, I always remember yeah. that was very interesting. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Um, so why did you, um,
2: so you've heard the Lord um, raise money, but then a personal question, why did you guys sow in financially? Why did you sacrifice? Why did you put the time, the effort, the energy, the prayers, the that whole, all of your lives into it? Why? why? Well, I
0: just want to say I've never known differently. You know, I've never... I was in my first building fund when I was 10. I was raised... In, I've never earned a cent that I haven't tithed on. So I don't know any different. I tithed on pocket money. I've tithed on birthday money. I've tithed on, tithed on every bit of money I've ever had. Sounds like
2: Hilary Dinopoulos.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know what it's like to not so tithe. Good. I was raised that way. Yeah. My first building fund at 10. My second building fund was at Hillsong. This was my third building fund. I'm now... I don't know any different to being involved in the work of God, and so that to me was easy, you know. And so once you've got that word, it was it's easy. But it's always easy if you've never known differently. And so once you start, it it just becomes part of life, and it gets easier. And then it gets exciting. And then you give more, and that gets exciting. I don't know what it's like not to give. Last year, you know, I know Michael's probably share, but at some point we will share this. We gave the biggest amount we've ever given to missions. We're retired. Last year was our biggest ever missions offering just from the two. This is from us. You know, and I don't say that to be boastful. It's because we don't know differently. To whom God has trusted little, he will give more. You know, we might have started with, you know, the five talents. God went, well, I trust him with that, 10 talents. I trust him with that, 20 talents. I trust them. Become trustworthy. Please become trustworthy. Teach your children to become trustworthy. This is not in my notes. Sorry. Your turn. Do you want to say something?
3: Well, I'll just add to that. I, um, unlike Julie, I didn't... I wasn't a Christian. She was a Christian from at the age of seven or something. I became a Christian at 23. And I've just got to say, little mini-sermon. It won't go for too long. But, um, but um, in the first week that I became a Christian, in the first week... God gave me revelation in that very first week that has empowered my whole life. I'll just explain. On day one that I became a Christian, I've just been saved the night before, I woke up in the morning and I thought, I am a born-again believer. I knew that I'd been saved. I knew my life would never be the same again. And in my mind, I sort of understood what Paul said. The Apostle Paul said, talked about people who don't know Christ as being without God and without hope. And I woke up in the morning and I thought, yesterday I was without God and without hope. Today I have God and I have hope. And then I thought my incredibly large circle of friends, not a single one of them, except the fellow Lebanese, all of them, I thought, every one of my friends, they're all pretty wild, all of them are without God and without hope. And I thought on day one, how can I possibly keep quiet if I have the answer which they need. So on day one, I got a revelation about being a witness for Christ. That was on a Tuesday. On the Sunday, I went to church, my very first church meeting, and I had been pretty anti-church before then, but I went into church, and the preacher preached on tithing. That was my first message as a brand-new Christian, tithing. And before then, I didn't have the greatest, how would I put it, respect for churches and money. Anyway, so I'm sitting there, Back then, it was an hour-long sermon, and when I walked out of that church, I got, I got a revelation that I am not an owner, I'm a steward, and I knew that everything that I ever had, God had trusted me with, and as Penny mentioned on that little clip, I understood that God gave, gives me bread and gives me seed, and from, and from day five of being a Christian, I realized that I could build God's kingdom through finances. On day one, I knew I could build God's kingdom through being a witness. And day five, I knew I could build God's kingdom through finances. And so those two principles have followed my entire life. Being a witness for Christ and being generous with money. And those seeds build God's kingdom.
1: So good. Do you remember any prayers, specific prayers that you prayed for this church Um, over this church, any declarations, any of that that you could um, share with us today?
0: Um, Yeah, so when we bought the land, um, a group of us, Mike and some of the elders at the time, walked the boundary of the land. We walked to every corner, we walked, and it was... A bit nerve-wracking because the grass is quite high and I have a snake. Snakes? To to yeah, yeah, I don't like snakes. North but anyway, Queensland? Yeah, so we've, we've walked the whole boundary and we prayed over the land. But we also prayed to the north, the south, the east and the west to give up souls. You know, there was a whole lot of prophetic word over it, and what we did then. But um, the beauty of that was, was you know, we, we gave the land and what was going to happen on it. To God. So that was very much prayed over. I know, um, I think it was Bron mentioned last week that when we put the building up, this wall here was only ever a temporary wall, yeah. you know. So one day we knew this wall would go back so we could increase the auditorium. But mo- not only that, I saw when I walked around this land and I shared the word at the time that I believe that we were the the beginning we were the generation that was to establish the land and begin the work but there was a generation to come that was going to build a temple out the back not the extension this was only ever built to be the kids wing out behind the house there will one day be a house of God to bring in the multitudes and that's what I saw at the time we walked around and I saw it this was only ever the shed to begin the work but we, I always saw that this was the beginning. This was the kids' work, the kids' wing. That is what your future is. And I still hold that word in my heart dear today. You know, I'm a cathedral guru or junkie. You know, if there's a cathedral in the world, I go to it. Because I love the fact that God gave gifts to men. God gave architects and artists gifts to build beautiful temples for him. Not to contain him, but so people could come together in corporate worship. And I just know that you've got a beautiful one coming. Not a shared with a brick façade, a beautiful one coming. So that's... I still believe that to this day. So steward that one.
3: Yeah.
1: Sorry. Um, any prophetic words that you got or that other people came and delivered?
3: Yep. The, um, look, there have been a lot, obviously. And you talk about prayers. Did we pray prayers for this church? Yeah, thousands. <laughs> <I'm> like help. <laughs> um, look, the prophetic word, and I'd actually, if you can get this for me on your phone, um, Isaiah fifty-four. Have a look at verse three on the New Living Translation. Try that one. I, I read it this morning. Um, basically, there was a in one week. We got the same scripture three times. Two speakers came in and gave us the scripture, and in, I got it in my daily Bible reading, three of them. Um, can you read that out, Lee? I think I've verse got the right three. one. Isaiah 54, the new living.
1: Um, for hmm? you will soon be bursting at the seams. You're just, have I got, is that the right version? Yeah, yeah,
3: maybe even just it's up from verse 2.
1: Okay. Enlarge your house, build an addition, spread out your home, and spare no expense. For you will be bursti- soon be bursting at the seams. Your descendants will occupy other nations and resettle the ruined cities. Wow.
3: Bursting at the seams. And, you know, we have some of our descendants have gone. You know, uh, I know Tim and Bromona are in Thailand and, you know, Mick and Ruth have been... You know, we, we do have people from this congregation over the last 30 years. There are... There's people sort of scattered everywhere. And, you know, I'm, I'm meeting people and they say, oh, we got converted in your church. In fact, I'm, I met one fellow, he's in one of the executive leaders of one of the state uh, executives, yeah. and he said, we made a, I made a, deci- a, a decision here X number of years ago. And um, I saw Brett Morrison early. Brett Morrison's Brett yeah. father, Neil, was actually discipling him. You know, with, there's people all over the place, their descendants, but yeah. bursting at the seams... Now, that hasn't happened yet, but it's going to happen. It is going to happen. Then you'll have to knock the wall out. And then you might have to stand up and do what I had to do. We need a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: great. If you could could encourage us for now and the future? So we've done the... you shared on the past. 30 years, mortgage-free, debt-free. How would you encourage us going forward to steward what, what we have here and to release it into the future?
0: Um, I'll start, because what I didn't add is, um, you may not know, in the corner, in the foundation... over In, the, in the, that corner foundation, there is a Bible. We were here the day the, the slab was laid and we put a Bible in that corner over there. So the cornerstone, the foundation of this church actually has a, a Bible in it because this church is bu- built on the word of God. It was built on the prophetic word and built on the word. So this church is about Jesus and about God, you know, and about building and, and and it's about people, you know, it's not just about this building. But I wanted to just very quickly add what God has spoken to me about you guys this week. I heard what the others had said last weekend and I was so encouraged. Um... Stay the course. Stay the course. One, there is no better life than following him. Yeah. I don't know another life. Right. I don't know. I am so blessed. I don't know another life. But just stay the course. Follow him. Follow Jesus and listen to him. Two, live a generous life. Yeah. You know, we've said that already. You can't out God. Do you know that my father owns the cattle on a thousand hills? That's what the word of God says. Psalm 5010 I own the cattle on a thousand hills, and I thought, mate, those beef are pretty expensive. Gee, we have good beef up our area, don't we? we do. Yeah, <laughs> North Queensland, where all your beef comes from, and it's cheap. We buy sides of rum for nine ninety nine. About...
3: <laughs> you are talking. <laughs> you are talking about your heavenly father. Yes. I just didn't know your dad was a oh, farmer. Yes, no, no. sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, my dad actually was the um, who drew these plans up. So my dad was an architect. And he actually drew the initial plans for this church so we could get council approval for it. So, yes, so Lee's grandfather, who wasn't saved at the time, flew down from Sydney as a leading architect and designed this place. He drew it up. Okay, so point two, be generous. Point three, and this is where I become illustrator because God gave me a word this morning. He said, be a table adder. What do you bring to the table? You know? Don't just partake add you know and God told me to bring a fork to the table so I don't know what this speaks of this morning to someone but God told me to add to the table this morning bring a, a fork to the table and add to the table be a table yeah, that's adder
3: as well as a partaker that's it awesome well the what I'd like to encourage you guys with is the fact I would like to encourage you to Stay true to the vision that God's given you. Because the vision... I realised this yesterday. Um, or two day, Just before we... Uh, about three days ago when I was in here. Um, your vision... Those words that you've got... Presence, health and influence. In all the years that I was pastoring here... There was one verse that for me... Was always the vision that I had for this church. It, um, it comes from Daniel. From Daniel chapter 11... And the way the New King James, which is the Bible I had put it, the verse was, The people who know know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. The people who know their God shall be strong and they'll do great exploits. The people who know presence shall be strong. Health will do exploits, influence. It's the same vision, and you've been able to put it down into three words. And I do believe that, that as we get, as we spend time in God's presence, and I must say, um, when I was away, I was at the Hillsong Conference last week, and somebody made the comment, Oh, a fellow from World, World Vision made the comment. He said, in a survey now, in America, the average American spends seven hours a day on social media. I was average. thinking... If we spent seven hours a day in the presence of the Lord, wow, it would be amazing. We would be... Anyway, so, you know, as we spend time in God's presence, it will give us incredible strength and help. And then we, in our hearts, we say, I want to be a kingdom builder. I just want to build God's kingdom. I just, in my lifetime, I want to make a difference. And so I I love your vision statement and, uh, yeah,
2: Awesome. So Thanks so much. Um, yeah, we, we're so thankful for everything that you've done, um, and we're excited on what is to come. Yeah. So are. thank you so much. Yeah. We, yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: So oh, got great. A little card yeah. Again. Got a little card. Um, so yeah, let, let's stand to our feet if the band can jump up, that would be great. So let's uh, put our hands together for Pastor Mike and Julie. <clears throat> Kylie, can you come and pray for these guys?
4: Cool. Just stretch your hands out, guys. Um, thank you, Father. God, we thank you for pioneers. We thank oh, you, yeah. Lord God, for the people who were prepared to lay everything aside, God, and say yes to you. So today we can stand and bring our families God, we thank you for the generations to come because of their yes. And, God, we pray in this season of their life for a favour and blessing poured out like never before. God, we pray. We thank you that they could give the most they've ever given, but next year they'll surpass it. Because your favour and your blessing will be upon them. So, God, we thank you for their hands, their feet. Lord God, for their hearts and their commitment, God. And we thank you that whilst they're retired, you're not done. And God, we thank you that the best is yet to come for them. Yeah. We thank you for yeah. this church, yeah. for all that they yeah. put, it, put down for us. God, and we pray that we would honour you and honour them and carry it well. In your mighty name, Jesus, we bless them. Amen.